0: This is The
1: Formation Lab.
0: Welcome one, welcome all to The Formation Lab, the only podcast recorded exclusively in the English language. That's right. Thank you for joining us. We're a Formula One podcast. I'm Luke.
1: I'm Tim. And don't <laughs> Google any of our claims.
0: No, we're all baseless speculation. That's what we're pros at. And uh, we got a very special episode for you guys tim and i talked last week if you didn't listen about you know there's a lot of negative news you know we had we had we had our saltiest episode ever a couple of weeks ago last you week know,
1: Luke, so- it's not good any doctor will tell you it's not good to have that much salt in your diet mm-hmm. we, saltier. Gotta, we gotta switch it up thin our blood out yeah. get a little happy yeah. do something good for our hearts
0: yeah we can't be saltier than crate that one planet at the end of star wars episode Eight. We have to be happy. That
1: is a deep
0: cuts nerd Thank you. reference Thank there, you. sir. Thank you.
1: Wow. We have to be happy.
0: <laughs> so, we're bringing you the Sunshine and Lollipops episode. We're going to cover the latest in F1, racing, IndyCar news, but we're going to do it with a positive spin because it's sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows.
1: My singing is epically worse than yours, so I won't subject our listeners to it. I don't
0: think it can get worse. I think yours it, is just as bad as mine it is. It can
1: get worse. That's the famous last words, Luke, is <laughs> I don't think it can get worse, and then it absolutely does. It's like well, a young Frankenstein that make my uh, movie reference, where <laughs> it, he's like, oh, my God, this is, this is terrible. And he goes, could be worse. How? Oh, could, could be raining. And then it rains while they're digging up a grave. I mean <laughs> – So you've made a Star Wars reference. I've made – a grave digging reference. Uh, let's get on with the show. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, I mean, I probably made the claim that it can't get worse before our quarantine orders here in Illinois were extended to May 30th. So, you know, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get to it. Tim, we only have good news today. So, do you want to start off with the good, good news? The good news? Or do you want to start off with the good, good news?
1: Let's go with the good good news. Or do you want to do do that cuz it's the good good and we'll mm-hmm. start off with the good.
0: I think we should start off with the with the good good and then we should move on to the to the good news.
1: Let's 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 start off with an initial injection of sugar, shall we? A little bit of the Say lollipops. That 5 times fast.
0: A little injection of
1: sugar? A little injection Get
0: of sugar. some sugar on me. Ooh
1: the formation lab
0: Tim, we have good news there are possible dates for returning to racing nascar is going to be the first to do it i don't think you or i are surprised that nascar will be the first one back but the dates are somewhat surprising and they've gotten me okay and they're supposedly handing out internal schedules to teams so let's uh let's break this down first off um The Coca Cola 600, which is obviously the final leg of racing Christmas, Memorial Day weekend, uh, is going to happen without fans on the originally scheduled date, May 24th, at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Um, The race has the blessing, it has the approval of the governor of North Carolina. It's been reported that that's the date. So, um, look, you and I make no qualms that we're not the biggest NASCAR fans. Uh, but if you run it in front of no fans on May 24th, uh, I think we're all going to watch all 600 I miles will, of that
1: race. I will be sitting back with the brew, enjoying the racing that you're putting on for me. The trouble I have with it, Luke, and I think that you'll share this reservation, is that it is the first one back and it is so fast. That's in three weeks. And yeah, You know, I I always think back to the the movie Moneyball at the end where Billy Bean is getting the the offer from the GM of the Red Sox or the owner of the Red Sox saying that he wants him to be the GM. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, you were the first one to do it. The first one through the wall always gets bloody. And I'm worried that the first one through this wall will get bloody in that there will be contamination, there will be sickness and it might spoil the appetite i would be more comfortable with the mid-june time frame maybe early june tops like first weekend but you know the 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 ambition (laughs) level uh you know i get it that we all want to get back to work but it you know at the same time this could have the potential to blow up in our faces spectacularly
0: it could but Sunshine, lollipops. Here's better news, quote-unquote. salt.
1: Am I uh, too much salt. My salt levels.
0: Your salt levels are too high, right? You're at, like, you were at 100% crate. You're at like 95% now. So we're going to get lower as we keep going on. The even better news is that NASCAR's revised schedule handed out includes a season start in Darlington on May 17th. That's, what, two weeks away? Uh, here's, here's the thing. is Obviously, this is done with – uh, they said that they're going to keep social distancing in mind. They're going to keep all these things in mind. And I, in theory, racing should be the perfect sport because there's no need for anybody to be within six feet of each other outside of like a pit crew, right? That, and that's what I'm
1: the, – or the pit wall. Right. Which um, I'm interested to see. NASCAR has always been very good at being innovative with their pit walls. Yes. Sticking them in the garages, putting them you know, up on the wall itself. Or you know some combination of the two. They always have really cool setups.
0: Yeah, uh, in in NASCAR too. One of the things I think you and I really respect is that the NASCAR pit stops are just as impressive at F one at some points. Because while F one has twenty people over the wall, NASCAR only has six. So when you have six people that need to change much more things at one given time than uh, pretty much any other series, you know, you get longer pit stops, they are just as good. But my point here is that with six people over the wall, I think it's six. I could be wrong on that. Um, that lessens the amount of people that are necessary to be in that pit crew in such close quarters, right? You think of F1, you think of 20 people in the same, in the same pit stop, as close as they get shoulder to shoulder, probably not great. But the NASCAR guys, there's only six of them. There's not as many. And- They're not as close
1: And honestly, if you were going to make an argument for racing as an athletic event, I would say the NASCAR pit crews (laughs) would justify it. Those guys are in shape.
0: They're crazy. Fun fact, after the NFL, the number one sport most college uh, football players go to, um, I believe uh, the the next professional sport they most go to is NASCAR. Most... It's like the amount of professional athletes that come out of uh, college football are one, NFL, two, NASCAR pit crewmen. A lot of linebackers, a lot of O-line guys, or a lot of linemen, a lot of linebackers, just big burly dudes. I was going to say, these
1: are some, you know, good old-fashioned big boys. And, you know, they they take pride, and they should, in what they do in their craft. And Mm -hmm. it's beautiful to watch. So I think that's what I'm most excited for is to see, you know, the pit crews out doing their thing. Because, the, I mean, you and I both agree, the racing isn't as exciting as you would find an in IndyCar or in Formula One. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you see the, the strategy that goes on. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited for that. And to, to bump up my, my sugar levels, that will be very cool to see. And I think it'll be interesting to, if they do the full face mask pit mm-hmm. crews. Um, to have the full helmets, like yeah. you would see in uh, Formula One, I think that actually might be something they adopt. That could be a uh, huge I, step forward. I, I think forward. I saw a rumor somewhere on Twitter about that, which I'm all for. Go for it! Yeah, um, they look more intimidating and cooler. <laughs> they do.
0: The, it looks it it looks good. And like you mentioned earlier, the possibility for just a uh, this is a risky gamble, is what it is. Um, And a lot of us in this situation don't want to risk anything, but I think there is the possibility that if NASCAR pulls us out with only minor hitches, right? So everybody's, you know, safe, we go home, it's all good. Uh, There's a possibility that if this is done well, you now have a blueprint for formula one and IndyCar moving forward. Mm -hmm. Maybe not entirely for formula one because hopping nation to nation is an entirely different beast than, you know, going from your shop in North Carolina to Darlington, South Carolina, back to the, you know, Charlotte, North Carolina. That's not that big travel. But if you can figure out a way to put a race on with that few people, as few people possible and do it safely, you kind of have kind of, like you said, you might've got bloody running through the wall, but the hole is now open and everybody else can, can go right through that wall.
1: And, and they can adapt to best practices. So you'll see mistakes. Absolutely. But it's good to know that American Motorsport is leading the way.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think here's the, here's my call is I think that Darlington race or the Coca Cola Six Hundred might be the most watched sporting event outside of like the Super Bowl and the NFL playoffs this year.
1: I'm tuning in. Yeah. So don't care. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think it's good, but it's 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 a very very welcome light at the end of this tunnel. I think. And, so, yeah you know, I, I'm very excited to hear, you know, the engines roar. And, you know, I don't, I don't really, I'm not one of these guys that gets bent out of shape about oh the, you know, the, the sound of the engines and the, I don't care. It's the rumble and it's the speed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, light the fires, kick the tires. Let's go.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we don't hate NASCAR. I want to put that out there. We're just not the biggest no. fans of it. I think if they improve their package substantially, I think me, you, and I would actually quite grow to love it uh, as we do IndyCar. But
1: and I used to be into yeah. it when Carl Edwards was driving. Mm-hmm. You know, oh. that was that was kind of my guy. Yeah. And you know, he, yeah, it does help that I did know. You know, I had met Carl Edwards on a, on quite a few occasions, having gone to Mizzou and seeing him on campus a lot in Columbia, Missouri. But. He's a good driver, and he <laughs> yes. was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. So it, he's really what drew me in. And when he was done, which I think was one of the best exits ever, just saying, nope, I'm good. See ya." Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, I, I had the utmost respect for it. And it kind of closed the chapter on NASCAR for me because, you know, here's – I'm going to give you a spoiler alert. Jimmy Johnson's going to win mm-hmm. a lot. He so, was,
0: yeah. And now it's, and, now it's and, Kyle Busch who just wins a lot. Yeah. Exactly.
1: But uh Jimmy Johnson is funnier on the iRacing stuff. So uh I what I want to see Luke, more than anything is Jimmy Johnson, Lando Norris, Charles Leclerc, and George Russell in an IndyCar i Racing event. <laughs> because that I would die laughing. That would be that would be
0: fantastic.
1: Yeah. So, Charles
0: Leclerc in, in full banana
1: suit, right? <laughs> for those who didn't see it, uh, Charles Leclerc is uh, one of the Formula One drivers for Ferrari, and he's been doing more of the iRacing stuff, which is kind of crazy because Ferrari is a bit old-fashioned, and by a bit, I mean, <laughs> And well, we'll
0: talk about them. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're going to talk about
1: them here in a bit, but he, and they have allowed him to go iRacing, and it is absolutely awesome to watch because he's very, very funny. And this new generation, Luke, you and I talked about it a lot yep. when, uh, when they were first coming up. It's a fun generation. And they, they're they ruthless to each other on the track. But then they, they're, they're good afterward. They're going to crack a joke, be like, gotcha. And, <laughs> yep. and move on and be be respectful competitors, which I think the world, world sorely needs. Yeah. And I think Jimmy Johnson would slide right, right, right into that. Right so would yeah. Button. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and, true. Uh, but, you know. I couldn't see. I could not see Fernando Alonso going too well away.
0: No, no, I can't see like Sebastian Vettel fitting in with those guys, right? Like, there's just this certain air of like, I'm a race car driver. um, So, like, while that's cool, it also means that like, if I take myself too seriously, people are gonna be like, "Really? Come on, you know, (laughs) you drive cars for a living." So let's let's goof around. Let's have fun with it. Uh, Hey, you want some other good news? Yes, please. Aston Martin. They have a three-year plan to win races.
1: Yeah, here's the thing. You know, I, you, I've i slagged off on uh, Papa Stroll, but man's got a plan. Does. <laughs> he's really got, and it's a cool plan. There's a reason that, that he has made as much money as he has up there in Canada land, and it's because he's pretty doggone good at at planning and i'm really excited by this i i've you know i've always loved the aston martin look of their road cars and it's it would be cool to see them come back into different forms of motorsport other than the the imsa sport car stuff and hey awesome they got a plan so i got some quotes
0: from otmar safnauer and uh we're gonna read them off here all right
1: okay can i get salty on this though
0: Um, I'll give you one salt pass. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, Otmar Zafnauer. uh, the fact quote, the factory will take a couple of years and hiring the light people takes a couple of years. And during that transition phase, you won't be at a hundred percent where you want to be, but until you get there and then you have to go, got, go to work together. So it's a three year plan but every year we should be getting better. We should never take a step backwards. Our goal is to break into the n- top three at that time and be competitive at that level and have a chance at winning races and being regular podium finishers uh, in that time timeframe. Um, in, in the time where Aston Martin has been announced and officially involved uh, to right now, recording it uh, April 29th, 2020, Aston Martin have already hired 60 and counting employees. Uh, related to their F1 program. Tim, is this wishful thinking to think that it can be done in three years? No, no,
1: no. And here's actually, so I'm going to save my salt for his next comment, but here's my thinking is that it can absolutely be done because there is a Titanic shift in the regulations and they are positioning themselves perfectly by copying the Mercedes design and not doing any designs of their own to put their efforts more toward becoming a better team on the front end of the 2022 regulations now Mm -hmm. because 2021 will be frozen with the 2020 stuff. But um, I'm really excited because um, this for me, Luke, and I'm sure you agree, showed that no we're not just kind of you know bumbling about being like oh well that year didn't go well and you know they're they're no longer the forced india of old it's we've got money now and we're figuring out how to spend that money properly we're growing slowly and in a uh, purposeful way something that i've always had a complaint about with cyril Cyril is at reno is that his main driver when he started the Renault project back in the day was that he wanted to get up to 760 employees period, because that's how many Mercedes had. He didn't think about growth in a way that was organic or that would be uh, grounded in team development. He thought about it just as growth and I want to be Mercedes. And that's that. This is the polar opposite of that. This is the intelligent wise way to go about it is we've, t- you know, the, the ownership has been here for a year. We're moving toward branding to Aston Martin. We're adding pieces. and We're adding 60 employees along the way to build what we have, to bolster what we have, and to build into something better. So I'm really excited about this tack they're taking.
0: And and while, you know, podium finishes in three years is a lofty goal, um, it's not unattainable. And I think if you read between the lines of this quote is, hey, uh, first part is factory is going to take a couple years. Hiring the right people takes a couple years that transition phase, you're not going to be at hundred percent. And then you have to learn to work together. There's a lot of qualifiers in the, that he knows that the realistic part is yes, we're going to grow and we're going to try and do it in organic matter, but organic growth isn't smooth growth. And he kind of knows that. And that's why Otmar is specific in saying that like between now and then, it's going to, we're going to try and get better. We don't want to take steps back year over year, but we know that we're not really looking at what our progress, you know, where we are. We're not measuring ourselves against teams until year three. Right. Uh, And I think that that's a smarter approach than just 760 employees. It's, you know, it's a realistic thing of saying, Hey, this isn't going to go off without a hitch. There's a learning process to it, but If you when you know that going into something, that learning process goes a lot quicker.
1: And you think about growth differently when you've built a business, when you've built teams, when you've sat back and thought about where your weaknesses are, where you need to be complemented, where you need to be added on to, where you need to be bolstered, and you have that acumen, uh, you find that things really go smoother when you build in that purposeful way, and instead of just going, you know whole hog and being like, I'm just going to hire all these people. It doesn't work. If you throw money at a problem, it doesn't always fix it. See the uh, Los Angeles angels. But um, I would say that this is a very uh, sober take. This is a, uh, they, they do have ambition. And I think that given the, the shift in uh, regulations that they will act, actually probably be able to do it because they're probably not only thinking what's going to help us move forward, they're also probably thinking, what can we maintain at a higher payroll that's under the budget cap that would allow us to remain competitive? And the thing that excites me most about this, Luke, is that they're thinking that way, McLaren's thinking that way, Ferrari's thinking that way, Red Bull's thinking that way, and Mercedes is thinking that way. So we have five probable teams that are going to be at the front end duking it out. And I, for one, am thrilled
0: and and not only that but think about it this way too is um how enticing for it for a new company to come along is it when uh you know Aston Martin McLaren Red Bull Ferrari Mercedes all say here's a blueprint for taking a team from zero to contends in a profitable sustainable and way that's under the budget cap the, this blueprint is, you know, the answer for, you know, uh, I'd love to see Lotus come back in, or I'd love to see this, you know, insert car manufacturer. I know Lotus probably won't. Yes. Like, <laughs>
1: no, Lotus. But, I, I'd rather, <laughs> <nah>. But but, <laughs> but, uh, but you're absolutely right because there are going to be teams that are going to be able to be acquired. Specifically, I'm thinking about Williams. They might keep the Williams name, but that's it. They're going to grow in the way that, uh, Lawrence Stroll has. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also will probably have Renault and Haas. And um, while that's a bummer, Gene Haas did not seem pumped last year, and I'm sure this year isn't any better mm-hmm. given the current you know state of affairs. Um, so I think that you're going to see consolidation, but at the front end, you're going to see uh, three Mercedes cars, a Honda and a Ferrari duking it out.
0: Yeah, I think I think that this has the possibility to be short term bad, long term very good in terms of all the teams that are going to consolidate along the front. Short term bad because that means there's a lot of teams at the front. That means the teams that are at the back are at the way back. They're not making money. And with the current situation, they they, you know, you might see some fold or change hands that isn't very nice. But I think long term if it all hinges on if you know, McLaren's budget, McLaren's financials are as good as they are and they continue moving forward. And if Aston Martin's three-year plan can work. But if they do, that's – I can't help but see that as a positive for teams wanting to join F1. So now let's turn over to the good news that Otmar Safnauer said about uh, people calling him a pink Mercedes.
1: Here comes my salt.
0: You get one salt pass, so you can't use it for Ferrari later. No, I, that's okay. That's okay? Okay. All right. Quote, Atmar Safnar. We've been looking at that concept for a long time. I'm referring, of course, to the fact that uh, they're basically a Ferrari, and, or basically a Mercedes in a different coat of paint. We've been looking at that concept for a long time, mainly because we're constrained with the gearbox that we buy from Mercedes. Mercedes have, been de- have uh, developed their gearbox casing to go along with that concept. We would buy that casing from them and then use a totally different aero concept, which means we're always compromised. So for a long time, we wanted to move to the Mercedes-type aerodynamic concept, not having a high rake, lower rear end, but we just never had the financial resources to do do it. We've always had to carry things over.
1: Okay. I'm going to save my salt pass and spin it in a positive way. In that Otmar Safnauer is becoming a much better PR person. And that's good moving forward because he's going to have to, you know, when he gets to the front end, field things a little bit differently than he has in the past thinking, Hey, yeah, we're the, we're the pound for pound, you know, most efficient team out there right now. He's going to have to say, Hey, we actually have money. And what we did was we copied Mercedes so that we could reallocate our resources for next year in this and it, you know what he did it in a beautiful way i'll be honest so ferrari gets my salt today <laughs>
0: mm. uh, you know what here's the thing is uh, taking off the salt versus uh the salt mask here i think that i don't like that they're able to do it right i don't like that they're able to just say oh yeah what's what's mercedes doing yeah just copy paste um but with that quote and me thinking I yeah, know i'm from mercedes they their gearbox is shaped a little differently from what i remember and that allows their cars to be just a little differently shaped right um that if you're buying mercedes it, 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 it. the thing that gets me is quote uh mercedes have developed their gearbox to go along with that uh concept. So using uh, our casing with a totally different or using that casing with a different air concept, we're always compromised. And that got me. I'm like, yeah, you know, if Mercedes designed your gearbox to work a certain way and you can't, you haven't been able to design the rest of your car to make it work that certain way. Yeah. You're going to get subpar results. So I don't like the fact that they can copy, but the logical right side of my brain goes, yeah, yeah. Um, if it's illegal for them to do, that's probably their optimum move.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. So, I don't know. I'm excited about Aston Martin. I really, really am. I think it's going to be great. I can't wait for the Aston Martin green to be on the grid. And th- this is going to be an exciting team to watch, watch moving forward. Not as exciting for me as, saying McLaren, but definitely a fun team for fans.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait because if they do well – Aston Martin's back, James Bond jokes, it's all good. If they suck, uh, we're going to get ass to Martin jokes, and I'm ready for those two.
1: <laughs> have been around Brad Thompson too long.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, he flipped me off the other day. It was all good. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. Totally stunned. Uh, all right, uh, moving on. Good news, Tim.
1: Uh, hit me.
0: The F1 factory shutdowns have been extended by four weeks. Shocker. Yeah, no, it's expect, completely expected. I put it on there because, I mean, I think we have to mention that, uh, especially when it comes up in future episodes. But, yeah, it's extended for four weeks. Um not sure how that's entirely positive, but I will say um, good on them to not hurry back into opening stuff in places that are pretty infected. So, yeah, that's, it's a smart move, I guess, yeah, right?
1: Uh, yeah, go for it. I mean, right now, hundred percent, go for it. Yeah, <laughs> and we can't develop much anyway. The engineers are at home, hard at work on the twenty twenty two car. Why risk it for the biscuit?
0: Yeah, it, this is the thing. Is it's like, man, we already talked about how twenty twenty was a throwaway season. Is is there a more throwaway season than this one right here? Even if even when we do get racing, not if when, because they've talked they're looking at a mid June restart date. Um, this is the ultimate throwaway season, right? Like, there's.
1: I think, yeah, I think it's it is the ultimate throwaway season. Although it's going to be interesting because everything's frozen for next year. They Mm -hmm. can't do that many updates this year, so they're going to be playing the long game because they will delay the budget cap for sure. That's just going to happen. And I'm interested to see how this goes. I hope we don't have another there. Now granted there is a risk. I must disclose that there is a risk that a lot of teams aren't going to be able to make it to the grid. So like I'm thinking about Haas, I'm thinking about Renault. I'm thinking about Williams. Um, um, well, uh, more Alfa Romeo. Hmm. Um, Williams will make it. Williams just got a, an injection of money. They're going to be true. fine. It's Alfa Romeo that I'm worried about. Alpha Tauri will get there. That's, that's not in doubt because
0: Red Bull has a
1: lot of money. Red and Bull
0: sneezes $100 bills. And then they wipe it off. Like they wipe the, wipe the snot off with other $100 bills.
1: I do love their app. I will say that. The <laughs> app on the Fire TV stick or Apple TV, whatever. Uh, yeah tv it, device you have they
0: just sneeze entertaining content is what they do
1: really, really content. the the filmography on their stuff so is insane <laughs> and so but i will say that i am worried about alpha i'm worried about reno and i'm worried about haas and i really hope that we don't see like a, a super Laguri type situation where they show up to two races and then that's it money's out they're gone Yeah, And um, so that is a risk we're running over the next year. Um, So over the next 12 months, there is a real, real risk of that happening. And I think, but I think on the flip side, it'll be exciting to see what developments they do or don't do. And if they hold off on developing the car as they even would in a shortened season to put money towards the 2022 car and to try to win long-term who's going to do what this is this whole chess game just got a whole new dimension. So we're playing 3d chess now, which is really exciting.
0: Well, normal chess is 3d. So I think if you add the fact that this is being played over time, which some would call the fourth dimension, that would be 4D chess, but then you play with a gone, you know, with a throwaway season, that's one. And then budget restrictions. Hold on. Let me do math. I think we're playing six dimensional chess.
1: Yes, uh, we we are in the sixth dimension. We busting through some walls. We're going full Rick and Morty right now.
0: Yeah, we are. This is six so, dimensional chess. But Jay yeah, Moss is reaching both from the past and future to move his queen over to you know e seven. He's we're playing games here. But uh, I think I think it I, yeah that's a good point is that the teams that can survive once they know they can survive they'll be playing for long term, the teams that are like, no, we need to figure out a way to be profitable now, they might be looking at like
1: Tomorrow. this twenty
0: this yeah, this twenty twenty season. How why don't we just look at this thing as an extended testing session and then go, you or, know, no they
1: might just be like, look, Bonsai, take every risk possible, get on the podium, get mm-hmm. there. You know, they're all everybody else is gonna be playing conservatively, Haas, go get a NASCAR pit crew and you know, make it happen <laughs> because you know it's on the line. Everything is on the line. So, you know, if they can win some prize money, if they can bag some some airtime, maybe Gene won't pull the plug or sell the team. Who knows? It, uh, it this could go a few different ways. Although I really don't want to see Roman Grosjean on, on the top step. He'll be absolutely insufferable.
0: Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But
0: I'd like to see Kevin agree. on on top. Step. Can I agree? That's oh, not my fault. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's can talk. Can I agree? Uh, you pointed this out that uh, it was announced that, it, that the French Grand Prix was canceled. Which is the most
0: sunshine lollipop news this entire episode. <laughs> exactly.
1: It is fantastic. I hate that track. Everybody hates that track. But Luke heard me from a neighboring state cheering and texted me to say that Romain Grosjean had liked the tweet, and I cheered louder. Uh, apparently, I was heard up in Chicago, Illinois.
0: <laughs> I'm not in Chicago. Please, you got no, go to go. Yeah, 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 the Outlap guys heard you. Yeah, for real. Uh, Rob at the Everything F1 podcast over in Great Britain heard you go, yes. Because, dude, here's Romain Grosjean, right? the Frenchest guy to ever French, right? Like him and him and, uh, him and Simon Pagino, who, by the way, sidebar shout out for the best quarantine beard at this stage in the game. Holy
1: winner. (laughs) That beard is amazing.
0: Oh, it's fantastic.
1: (laughs) Well done eggs. You win. You win quarantine. (laughs) Well done, sir. I, I, I'm a straight it's man, with that beard whew, it whoa, it, we, Is it getting hot in here? <laughs> it is, uh, we are coming out in the month of May Which is Simon Fagino's month, he is Mr. May
0: He is Mr. May But uh, anyway, here you have the Frenchest driver To ever French over in Romain Groschop. And even he's like, dude, that track sucks Thank goodness I don't have to race there In my home Grand Prix
1: <laughs> Yeah, that, that's how bad it is your, your most nationalistic driver said Nah, bro hate this
0: track <laughs> yeah no what's what's the what's the capacity of uh paul ricard because i'm pretty sure the hundred, what hundred f- I,
1: I could not give a damn that is <laughs> such a bad track
0: there are oh here we go there are 90 000 people who had tickets that are like oh thank goodness i don't have to watch that thing oh the refund <laughs> you know
1: what? and Everybody it's a different says. ninety
0: thousand than last year because anybody who went last year is like i ain't watching that again <laughs>
1: The only disappointment they had was that one, it wasn't postponed, and two, move to MagniCorp. <laughs> yeah.
0: so, move it
1: to MagniCorp. <laughs> hashtag move to MagniCorp.
0: That's that we 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 are campaigning through, uh, in the for the 2020 presidential seat. And uh, please use the hashtag move it to magni Corps." Uh, that is our we're a one party, we're a one-issue party, uh, which is move the French Grand Prix to MagniCorp. We can be talked and, into
1: If anybody Uh, votes for us, you are wildly mistaken. And I need to question your life choices. (laughs) But we respect your opinion on the French Grand Prix. (laughs) We agree there. (laughs) And only there. No one should put us in charge. Wait, no,
0: we're we're a two-issue party. The other one is cancel the Russian GP.
1: (laughs) Ooh, mm mm-hmm. Yep, (laughs) yep. I hate the Russian. I hate Sochi. Oh, Ooh, I hate Sochi.
0: I think that I, – I, I, I don't hate the Russian GP as an idea. Russia is a big country, lots of people. You know, I, I could see a Russian GP working, but, oh, Sochi. All right, um, what are we doing? What, are, what else we got? Oh, right. Hey, you want to hear some good news?
1: Yes. Hit me.
0: Ferrari threatened to quit again.
1: Did they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Ferrari's – hey, Luke, 2020 is getting back to something like normal. Frontier's threatening to
0: quit. Positive news. Hey, you know, they only threatened to do it in the last decade in 2014, 2015, 2017, and now 2020. That is consistency. And what do we talk about is the I'm number one I'm pretty sure key. they did it
1: last year, too. It's Ooh, not like a yeah, formal right. threat. It was they like, uh, we'll have yeah. to question our involvement. We'll so have say, th- We'll have to think about threatening. So, <laughs> Get out of here. So
0: we'll say they did it in 2019 five times in a decade. Man, You. what do we always say is the key to championships? consistency and that is nothing if not consistent ferrari are over here proving that they know how to win the hearts of the people threatening to can threatening that to is leave the formula only 1
1: they're consistent <laughs> they're consistently,
0: they are consistently inconsistent.
1: inconsistent here's here's the thing Luke. i'm going to cash in my salt chip ooh because ferrari you're killing me with all this, you know, Luke, bust out the, the bleep machine, with all this horse about, you know, looking to see, oh, we're going to quit. Look, yes, F1 needs you, but you need F1. That is your only marketing right now. And I read the quote a little bit differently from Bonotto, uh, however you want to say it, the tall guy with the glasses that looks like Where's Waldo. Uh, it looks it, like an adult Harry Potter. <laughs> Yes, he does. He does with the, with the spectacles. Yes. It, he, he said we might have to question our involvement about the budget cap and reallocate elsewhere. It looked to me like an employer not wanting to lay off his employees. And he wanted to say that they were moving into IMSA and IndyCar, which, you know what? Dope. Oh. A
0: Ferrari IndyCar is quite possibly the sexiest two-word combination in English
1: language. You and I would be in full Ferrari regalia, even though I'm a McLaren fan, (laughs) standing in the middle of the track, be like, I love you!
0: (laughs) You You think I wouldn't get aroused, shall we say, in Indianapolis with a Ferrari passing a McLaren at the 500? Your boy would be like... "Oh." it's 90 degrees, but it sure feels a little hotter in here, let me tell you.
1: <laughs> Luke, you're still thinking about Pag's beard.
0: Um, it, yeah, well, I mean, how can one not? Ugh, oh, dreamboat. <laughs> God. So,
1: well, let's, anyway, let's, I'm not sure how to go come back from that, but was that's just saying, how I let's, heard that quote. But yeah. them threatening to quit is kind of like me saying, I'm going to quit caffeine, because I'm getting mad at it, because it's, it's getting happen. a little bit more expensive. It's never going to happen. It's like, you know, Mark Twain's quotes quitting smoking is easy. I've done it a million times. Mm-hmm. You're not going to quit F1. Shut up. Stop it. Let's, it's stupid.
0: Let's read the quote, shall we? Uh, so, a little background as part of the COVID 19 countermeasures, F1 teams have agreed to run 2021, they have agreed to run uh, this year's chassis next year as well right um and the budget cap that will come in in 2022 will be 175 or yeah will be 175 million uh they lowered that to 150 million uh the fia and other team bosses want to lower that further to 145 million in uh and then 135 million the next year right so they want to just keep lowering that cost and the other teams go oh hey you know there's a there's this thing called we can't do business. So we probably shouldn't be spending as much, right? Um, Mattia Bonotto, quote, uh, do you want to do this quote in, in a Bonotto accent?
1: No. Okay. I'm not confident <laughs> in my Italian, and uh, I, I think the only one I would be somewhat comfortable in is Toto Wolf. and I don't want to make fun of him now because after I saw the second season of Drive to Survive, my respect for him is boundless. So... <laughs> Can't do it. Can't right. do it. Right. You, cool. sir, may take the reins.
0: The 145 million level uh, is already a new and demanding request compared to what, we, what was set out last June. I can't do an Italian accent. I can't do accents unless it's a very stereotypical French or German one. Uh, but uh, it cannot be attained without further significant sacrifices, especially in terms of our human resources. If it was to get even lower... We'd no, we would not want to be put in a position of having to look at other, further options for deploying our racing DNA. Uh- <laughs> that's where,
1: that, that particular part is where I see it as look, if, if you do this, we're going to have to go hire somewhere else. And that's fine. Do it. You're not leaving F1. That's stupid. So he's, he's just saying we'll launch an IndyCar team. But yeah, you can finish the quote
0: yeah even if is saying uh that they're you know gonna leave f1 can anybody can anybody blame them blame anybody for gleaning that from this quote because after all like we said, they've done it four times already this decade, yeah and I'm pretty sure four or five times in the decade before that
1: <laughs> and they'll do it four or five more times by the end of the year it's it's ferrari's go to move <laughs> it is their thing so it is,
0: it is so crazy to be how uh, beautifully hateable Ferrari is if you're not a Ferrari fan and how abs like if, if you're not a Ferrari fan even if you don't hate Ferrari you look at them and you go really <laughs> how, yeah. how am I supposed to like you at this point <laughs> like, yeah. like 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 if you're a fan of a football team right and there's a football team at a different conference and you're just like you know, whatever. They are what they are. Um, that's what I feel like I am, you know, as, as a McLaren guy, you know, as a Haas guy, I'm like, yeah, Ferrari, you know, Ferrari's Ferrari. But then that football team comes out and at every possible move (laughs) does the dumbest, like does the dumbest and most like, Oh my God, shut up thing. How am I not? How am I supposed to like you? (laughs) Like I had no feelings and you made them worse.
1: I just don't care. Benito <laughs> Bonato is trying his best. I get it.
0: Uh, all right. Moving on. More to cool. Yeah. Moving on with the quote, F1 has to be the pinnacle of motorsport in terms of technology and performance. It must be attractive for the car manufacturers and the sponsors who want to be linked to the most prestigious category. If we restrict costs excessively, then we run the risk of reducing the level considerably, bringing it ever closer to the lower formula. Okay, well, let me let me say this: If you're gonna race without fans, all you are is a slower Formula Three, baby. All you are is a quicker Formula Three if you're just racing in front of no fans. Right.
1: I mean, read the room, bud. Like, come on, we're not we're not there right now. I mean, I get it. Oh, we run the risk. Shut up. No Shut more. up. <laughs> be, be smarter with your money. You know, deploy different stuff different places and learn different things elsewhere. That's what Zach Brown is doing by taking the thing i think he has an ulterior motive little bit of a little bit of a little of motorsport and you of things and you make things happen. You of different things and you can cross-pollinate your DNA across different disciplines you uh, diversify your portfolio if you will the stool is a bit stronger if you sit on it with more legs so
0: and nobody knows stool like ferrari moving
1: on well done well done
0: moving on uh and here's the here's the million dollar you know the the real scuderia on the Ferrari. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the cherry on top. Yes, he
1: did throw gang signs with that.
0: <laughs> no, I put I put like an Italian, an upside down Italian hand. Oh, I thought you were like doing like gang signs with it.
1: Okay.
0: I might be from I might be from the east side of St. Louis, but I'm not from East St. Louis. Benotto <laughs> quote. <laughs> However, this is not the time to react in a hurry. You want to talk about reading the room there, saying this is not the time to react in a hurry in today's world. Anyway, uh, not the time to react in a hurry, as there's a risk of making decisions on the back of this emergency without clearly evaluating all the consequences. One should not forget that companies play a role in the social fabric of a nation. They are not just there to make a profit. (laughs) <laughs> that they should. Companies play a role in the social fabric of a nation. I'm, I'm picturing like Mr. Monopoly campaigning for president.
1: <laughs> like, well, Luke, that happened. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> you know, uh, and you know, I, I get the nationalistic, you know, DNA that is in Ferrari because if you've seen the podium at Monza. That's true. Buckle up, Buttercup. It doesn't matter if a Ferrari guy is on, on the podium or not. That's They're going to go bonkers. And with Charles Leclerc, I was pretty sure they were going to have to bust out like a helicopter and get him out of there safely. They were going to mob him and love him and probably crush his little frame. But uh, I, I do get that where they, they do have an intense sense of pride in, in Ferrari. That being said, it's a bit dramatic to you.
0: It is. It is in something that Zach Brown is that, well, first off, Zach Brown really latched onto this quote and Zach Brown definitely has an ulterior motive. And I know what you're going to say, Zach Brown's taken out, taking down Ferrari because Ferrari is the next person in line for them for uh, McLaren to jump right they're The next person in line, uh, Here's uh here's his quote. Uh, asked whether this is off of a ESPN article, uh, uh McLaren boss, Sack Brown, claims Ferrari in denial over budget. Quote: I uh, asked whether McLaren, fourth last season while Ferrari were runners up, were using the budget cap as a means of. Uh, this is McLaren. If McLaren was using the budget cap as a means of pegging uh, back the big teams, Brown did not deny that he wanted a more level playing field. I think everyone in this sport has a right to be competitive. Absolutely not hiding from the fact that part of this process is that people want to be in Formula One to be able to compete, to have a chance to win. So if you're saying that Zach Brown is going to say the things that he said um, because he just wants to you know, leapfrog Ferrari – Zach Brown pretty much came out and said, Yeah, I, I want to leap Ferrari, and so does everybody else. And that's part of the motive here. Was that what your was that what your thing was going to be? Yeah, pretty much. I think that's fair Zack yeah. Zach Brown. He, he came out and was like, Yeah, of course I want to leap Frog Ferrari. Are you kidding me?
1: Absolutely. And no, the the but the other ulterior motive that I'm gonna point out is he also wants to take a shot at Ferrari and build up his position in case they do pull up Zach Brown page out of the Zach Brown playbook and jump to other motorsport disciplines. Mm. So who knows? It might be the next competitor. We'll see.
0: Again, Ferrari at the Indy 500. There are no hotter words. Sold. In English. Sold.
1: You, <laughs> you can just you book and I me. Are going. F-
0: you can just book me for tickets from here until I die. Um, can you run an eighth race at the Indy 500 every year? Because I'll be there too as long as Ferrari's there. So what does Zach Brown say? Zach Brown uh, said in response to all that Mattia Bonato, quote, I'm almost as a loss as to, eh, to what you say to that. I think we all recognize that in modern times, we're going through the biggest crisis the world has seen. You have countries shut down, industries shut down. And to not be in a hurry to address what's going on is a critical mistake. (laughs) First off, okay, I'm, I'm listening. It's living in denial. And I think you would find pretty much every president or prime minister or CEO around the world was operating in a hurry to tackle this issue head on. To take our time is, I think, is a very poor leadership strategy. Yikers.
1: huh? (laughs) shots fired
0: shots fired and boy howdy just wait Uh, Zach also mentioned that Formula 1 would ultimately survive he feels with 18 cars if Ferrari quit he fears Formula 1 survival if 4 teams which he linked about 3 weeks ago if 4 teams might be lost without cost cutting measures (laughs) we can get by without you we can't get by without the other 4 teams (laughs) <laughs> Mattia Bonato uh mentioned in one of his interviews that Ferrari quote have an ethical duty to save as many jobs at Maranello as possible in the face of budget reductions. Zach Brown responded Hey quote. Along the lines of ethics, I think it would be great if Mattia would share with us, as the FIA has volunteered to share, what the details were behind the secret agreement that they came to over the alleged breach of regulations around their engines. And while we're on the topic of ethics and transparency, I think it would be a good time and well served.
1: (laughs) I, I think, Luke, that you can cue it up right here. That gets the Yikes of the Week.
0: Yikes Whoa. of the Week award right there. Here's yikes. your sounder. Oh, it's music to my ears.
1: <laughs> that was intense. And I'm I not sure totally undeserved. <laughs> hey, at least someone said it. If Jesus. you're an American... If you're, an it, you're going to claim ethical high ground... Be sure that you're not throwing rocks in a lot of in in a house where there's a ton of glass.
0: <laughs> and if you're lot. not an American fan, or if you're an American fan and just not a Formula One fan, we have the handy dandy F1 translator ready. Would you like to? We, I'm going to enter this into the uh, to the F1 translator. Okay. Thank God. Uh-huh. Thank God. One
1: one ESPN gave that to us mobile.
0: Oh, it's a portable our, our, translator. Our budget is amazing. It is, you know, we actually spent most of our budget on this one. It's a long sentence. So I've got to type it up. You know, it, we spent most of our budget on making up Poable, if I'm being honest. And that's why our audio quality isn't the studio quality here now. But sacrifices have to be made around the board. All right. Yeah. So it is spitting out uh, my answer. All right. And it's, it's, I'm not sure I can read this. Um, it, Tim, do you have the bleep button ready? I'm ready. All right. Shut the up, you Italian horses, spaghetti, for the love of all things holy in Rome. The Pope, horse stable, you morons
1: hope was an especially nice touch it wasn't nice about his garments but i, 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 I understand did, zach's anger i
0: didn't appreciate the specific knocks against the nation state of, of sicily but you know
1: um I, I didn't i didn't actually think you know anybody would think about doing that to the vatican yeah
0: Maybe. like that's it, that was i mean sometimes look the f1 translator is always correct it um is. It, is. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's what you want to hear, and I think we're all worse off for having heard that translation. But again, dead accurate.
1: <laughs> Very accurate. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Uh,
0: can we? Can we maybe put that quote? Can we consideration for the next week? For the next week, that specific quote on the wall of fame or the wall of
1: intrigue. I, don't I think it goes on intrigue, <laughs> and Zach might go on the Wall of Fame for that. <laughs> so, because I what he's done with making McLaren <laughs> like awesome.
0: I am not a Ferrari fan. I will say that I'm not a Ferrari hater. Like I said, Ferrari comes to IndyCar would be one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, but the, how can you deny the greatness of quote? Along the lines of ethics, I think it would be great if Mattia would share with us, as the FIA is volunteering to share, what the details were behind the secret agreement that they came to over the breach of regulations.
1: I think that's awesome. And I agree completely because Ferrari, again, yeah, it's just a lot of glass in that house. And you, can't. You, you you, Mattia walked into that one. He did. And especially with so recent it would be like for our American fans, it would be like the Houston Astros saying we have to do the ethically right thing right now. <laughs> really? Really? You being the moral standard bearers. Okay.
0: <laughs> the, today's lesson of the podcast is don't don't morally grandstand.
1: Don't morally grandstand <laughs> yes, don't do... we'll make fun of you even if in our <laughs> Care bears and Rainbows episode.
0: Especially, especially if, if you cheated less than a year ago.
1: If it's been within the last 12 months, it's too soon.
0: I will argue that there is no more sunshine and lollipops
1: nope.
0: than being able to rag on Ferrari. That's- I
1: think... I think that's a pretty good way to wrap this up. We ragged on Ferrari. (laughs) I think
0: think so. Uh, Congratulations to Zach Brown. You're under consideration for our Wall of Fame. That quote pushed you into the the positive right now. Um, And if you want to come on our show, please do. Absolutely. Uh, Ferrari, you get our yikes of the week. And on that bombshell, uh, I'm Luke. I'm Tim. And we'll talk to you next week. Oh my goodness.